0: Wow, the so hard! They are failing it in front Mamma mia! What a KO! The fight clock is brought to you by What up, brothers? Welcome back to Throne Hands as we review Fight Night Thompson versus uh, Neil. Daniel, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, man. Really happy to be back at it. Last card of the year. It's been a great 2020 to be a fan of the UFC, a fan of mixed martial arts. So it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a bittersweet moment for it to be kind of all coming to an end and to a little bit of a climax here.
0: Definitely. So we're going to go over a couple fights in the prelims. So before we start off with Jimmy Flick with the flying triangle versus Cody Durden, fantastic win for Jimmy Flick. I knew when I saw him in the contender series, he'd be something. What were your thoughts on this performance?
1: Just an awesome finish. Like you said, seeing Jimmy Flick on the, uh, on the contender series, you knew this guy had something and then he comes out here against Cody Durden. It was a slight favorite. He wasn't, this wasn't a tomato can set up for Jimmy Flick, Uh, Cody Durden, a solid guy. Uh, Flick was barely a favorite fight, and he came out, finished it in the first round. That flag triangle was awesome to watch happen live. Definitely. So for Cody Dern, probably another
0: prospect on the level of Jimmy Flick. But Jimmy Flick, I don't know, he might, uh, with this performance, it was quite impressive, might get somebody on that top 20 range. I think uh, on the fringe of the top 20, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. He's he's ready to push towards that top 15. Not necessarily sure he gets somebody in it yet, uh, but something to set up uh, a fight for him to really challenge for a spot. All righty. To the featured prelim, Anthony Pettis
0: versus Alex Morono. Anthony Pettis getting a win, first winning streak in years for him in the UFC. And uh, what were your thoughts on this performance by Pettis? He looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was just kind of a clinical performance out here for, for Pettis. Again, like you said, first winning streak in years, he was really efficient, landed 70% of his total strikes, 50 significant strikes, just kind of outclassed Morono for three rounds, Uh, didn't let himself get taken down. Uh, Morono was one for five on that. So just a solid performance for Anthony Pettis to stay on track uh, to really legitimizing this sort of, uh, I guess you could say, renaissance for him recently.
0: Definitely. And for Morono, what's next for him? Uh, I think he's a solid player. Solid fighter. I think we could see him maybe stay in that top 15 range once he straight, uh, strings a couple of wins together. What
1: do you think? I think so. He's legitimately somebody that I could, I could probably say would stick around the back end of that top 15 for a little while now. And for Pettis, he said he's
0: moving down to 155. I say he gets Tony Ferguson next. I think, you know, Tony Ferguson's uh, on the wrong end of a streak. And, you know, with Pettis coming back down, I think that's the fight to make. What do you have to say?
1: Makes perfect sense to me.
0: All righty. To the main card, Marching Tyburra versus Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy getting the best of Tyburra in the first round, but Tyburra signed to take it to the ground and uh, absolutely wreck Greg Hardy. Um, What were your thoughts on this uh, matchup?
1: I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. It was just two big dudes flying at each other for almost two full rounds, and then Tyburra was able to get it to the ground, and he was impressive with it from there. I mean, they're pretty even in terms of strikes. Tybura threw some more, but uh, pretty even overall. And really he just kind of outclashed Hardy when he got to the ground. That's what we knew Greg Hardy was gonna have to work on. And it just he, he just wasn't enough in that regard for Tybura, who is looking fairly legitimate as, as a top fifteen guy in this division. And speaking of top fifteen, I
0: think Ty Burrow definitely deserves a guy in the top fifteen. He's been looking quite good lately. He just got put into the top fifteen. Um I think I think Walt Harris would be a great matchup for him.
1: Uh what are your thoughts? I think so that would be a, a really solid matchup again. Uh, Typer has been around for a little while but he's not been challenged at too high of a level. I think that's a good start for him. For sure, it's and especially you know Walt Harris because he is he is
0: on that losing streak and Greg Hardy it's tough to see where he goes from here. I think Ben Rockwell would be a good matchup for him, but I don't know. He's just He's He can be – if he started earlier, he'd be so good, I think. But it's just weird where his peak is. What do you have to say?
1: Yeah, that's the thing is he's an older fighter already and he's still kind of figuring things out. There's a place for him and there's enough heavyweight guys right around the back end of that top 15 and I would say even into the 20s that would be good fits for him. It's just a matter of figuring out who that is and what the UFC really thinks they have with Greg Hardy.
0: For sure. All right, to the next bout of the evening, Marlon Maraich versus Rob Font. Uh, um, I, I, my jaw dropped when I saw this. I did not expect Rob Font to come out and beat Maraich. You know, Rob Font over a year layoff with that ACL injury, and he just pieced apart Marlon Maraich. What were your thoughts on his performance? Uh,
1: I mean, he did everything he needed to. He got taken down twice uh, but didn't let it affect him and, and controlled things on the feet. Uh, Maraich doesn't throw a lot of strikes. He never has. And Font took advantage of that. A ton of volume, and he landed what he threw. Uh, 33 strikes uh, landed out of 41 thrown. 30 of them were significant. So uh, neither one of these guys really were going after each other a ton other than Moraes trying to get Font to the ground, which he did successfully, like I said. I mean, two takedowns in just under four minutes is pretty impressive. Uh, But Font was able to scramble, was able to get to his feet, not let it affect him. And he just dominated this fight when it was standing, for sure. So,
0: over to the rankings. Uh, I don't know what's next for Marais. He's not going to get cut, but it's just been a brutal run for him as of late. And I don't know. It's, it's it is tough to see, in my opinion. But what what do you think's next for him?
1: Uh, it's it's interesting because uh, Marais is a guy that still has plenty of future. It's just been a, a bad slide for him here. Uh, there's guys, uh, I mean, Dominic Cruz, Rafael sunshine there there are guys there that I think are on probably a similar playing field uh, to where he's at right now. Uh, again, it's just what the UF thinks that they've got, kind of similar to Greg Hardy, uh, but at even a higher level, because Moraes is a guy uh, that six months ago, we were talking about a legitimate title contender, and now here he stands seventh in the rankings and, and without an option. So uh, I don't really know where to go with with Marlon Moraes at this point. Uh, you know, he's he's in a rough spot because this bantamweight division is stacked, and I don't know what to do. He's lost three of four. Rafael Sanchez lost three in a row. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, there's somebody for him to fight. It's just a matter of the UFC deciding what they want to do with him in the future, and if they see him as someone that can challenge P- Piotr Jan for that title.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure.
1: And for Rob Font, I,
0: I think so. Edgar Sandhagen, that's confirmed. Now, Jermaine getting the Piotr Jan fight. I don't know what's next for him because Cody Garbrandt still wants to go down for the 125 title. It's, I don't know, it's an interesting situation. Dillashaw's coming back. It's nuts. I don't know. I think he has to wait for some things to, uh, to shuffle out. What do you have to say?
1: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna wait a little bit because this is really the star-making performance for him, and he's gonna have to figure it out from there. Uh, but it's a big jump for him, and I'm excited to see what happens. Definitely, all right. Two
0: great fight, great fight. Uh, Pereira Lima versus Chaos Williams. Uh, you know what we found out was that when Lima takes it seriously, he's he's a threat to pretty much anybody. I think he's big for the division. He's strong. He can. He has a an array of skill sets that can uh, propel him to win. What were your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Uh, Michael Pereira Lima, the Juju Smith-Schuster of the UFC. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this was really impressive because Chaos Williams was a guy that probably wasn't going to take it for me, but was up there on my list in terms of fighter of the year. And he may have put himself legitimately in that conversation. He's probably a top five guy for me. He probably moves up on that list if he beats Lima. <laughs> Uh, But he looked really good in this fight. And uh, he got outlanded uh, by by Williams, but he was able to control it. Uh, He he just seemed like he was in control of this fight for three rounds. And uh, there were some times that it seemed like Williams had some opportunities. uh, But despite getting outstruck, it seemed like Pereira Lima was in control of pace and knew exactly where this fight was going. The, The two takedowns are huge when it comes to scoring for him. And it was enough for him to get the decision win. For sure. And, you know, he landed nearly the same amount of strikes as Chaos and he threw uh,
0: three fourths of the strikes that he threw. So he was very efficient in this fight. And I don't know. I like I like seeing him serious because I think when he's when he's playing the game seriously, he's a true threat. All right. What do you think is extra Chaos?
1: Uh, he's obviously still uh, an outstanding prospect, obviously a guy that is going to be in uh, an amazing position once uh, 2021 starts. I can see him getting some opportunities, but after a loss here, his first in UFC, I can see them taking a little bit slow with him. I, who that would be. I don't entirely know, but chaos Williams is a guy to watch out for in 2021. I could see him taking a huge jump depending on where he gets put into fights.
0: Definitely. I have to agree with you there. And for uh, Lima, I th- I said, we give him Lawler. I think he deserves a top 15 matchup. And I think Rob- Robbie Lawler would be a good, a good fight for him. Cause he'd have to take it seriously. And I don't know, I like, I like Liam and I think that'd be a great fight to make. What do you have to say?
1: Absolutely. Challenge him, uh, give him the opportunity to prove that he's legitimately on the way up and that he can take everything seriously. Definitely. All right. To the co-man event, Jose Aldo versus Cheeto Vera.
0: Cheeto Vera outlanding Jose Aldo, but Jose Aldo controlling him on the back for pretty much the whole third round, giving him the decision win. Jose Aldo, he looks great. Uh, He showed some things here. You know, he showed his ground ability. And I think I think this was a little bit too much for Cheeto to uh, too much of a bite for him. I think it was a pretty big step up for him, but I think he proved that hey, he's he's in this division to stay. But what were your thoughts on this matchup?
1: This was the Jose Aldo we were expecting to see when he moved to bantamweight, and he finally showed up. So, I mean, the split decision uh, against Marais, uh, okay. He looked fine in that fight. He's looked not great ever since. And he actually showed up in this fight against Marlon Vera. And I think that's really impressive. I think that has shown how he's grown even later in his career. He's obviously a legend. We talk about that every time his name's brought up on this podcast. Uh, But to see him adjust in this way late in his career is really impressive. And I think I was starting to write him off as somebody that could contend at Bantamweight. And... I'm not so sure about that. I think he could legitimately not even, not necessarily be in the conversation as a title contender, but in the conversation as someone that can make noise at the top of that division and can cause some problems for people. Yeah I, have to, yeah. I have to agree with you there. Uh, and for Vera, I mean, this was,
0: like I said, this was a lot for him to bite off, but I, he showed some good stuff here against somebody who's so experienced in Jose Aldo. So I I think Marlon's someone to look out for in the next couple of years as he rises up to the top. But let's talk about what's next for these guys. For Marlon Vera, it's kind of tough because uh, the division's so stacked. But w- what do you think's next?
1: The bridge too far for him. Uh, there's guys, uh, like I said, very similar uh, to very similar to what I said about uh, Marlon Reich. There's guys for him to fight. It's just a matter of the UFC making that match, seeing what exactly fits for Marlon Barron, what they think of him moving forward.
0: For sure. And for Jose Auto, I think Dillashaw should be next for Jose Auto. I, I mean, Jose Auto wants his belt back. No, Dillashaw rather wants his belt back. I think that's the fight to make. What do you have to say?
1: Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, it's a really good fit, and I think it's something I would want to see personally. Definitely. So, to the main event of the evening, Stephen
0: Thompson versus Jeff Neal. Stephen Thompson showing no signs of slowing down here. Uh, uh, pro- typical footwork, uh, typical uh, volume from him, and he just looked great doing it. But Jeff Neal, I think he's a prospect to look out for. He fought very well. He turned it on in the fifth round. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? I enjoyed this one a lot.
1: It was a great fight, and it was a vintage Wonder Boy performance here against Jeff Neal, and... Like you said, Jeff, 30 years old, is legitimately somebody to watch out for, uh, but is not going away anytime soon. This was a really impressive performance out of him. I don't want to say that I had written him off, but I was ready with him at the age of 37 uh, to sort of ride off into the sunset after losing two of his last three and three of his last five uh, to move into a little bit of a lesser role. I'm not, I'm not sure uh, I had that picked out right after seeing this fight against Jeff Neal. He looked great, and it was, like I said, vintage, vintage Stephen Thompson. Fill it up with all kinds of volume, 191 strikes, 171 uh, significant, and he threw over 400 strikes, which is absolutely ridiculous. So uh, this was a great fight. I, I was really impressed uh, by what I saw out of Stephen Thompson, and Jeff Neal's not anybody to be messed with either. Sure. So for Jeff Neal, it's kind of an interesting situation.
0: Uh, it does—he doesn't appear to have dropped in the rankings, which—which which makes sense, in my opinion. But I think you know, getting someone up at the up at the top upper half of the top ten would be good for him. I think, like I think, Stephen Thompson was a pretty big step up. Uh, what are your thoughts
1: on what's next for him? Uh, it's tough to say because this is such a competitive division. Uh, there's I feel like I keep saying it on this but there's plenty of guys for him to fight it's just a matter of figuring out who it is and who's got the the ability to do it on whatever time frame they want to put him on because at the age of 37 I could see him very easily you know picking and choosing exactly who he wants to fight and when he wants to do it like he's he hadn't fought since November 2019 uh, leading up to this fight so I don't know. I think it's, it's definitely a spot where he can, he can decide what he wants when the UFC puts that offer sheet on the table.
0: Yeah, and as for Thompson, I think Masvidal's a fight to make. I think that'd be a great rematch. Masvidal's improved a lot since their last match up with, uh, against Thompson. What do you have to say?
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's a, I was totally mixed up on who you were talking about. I was talking <laughs> about Stephen Thompson that entire time. Mosvidal would be a good fight, and I think if it comes across the table, that's what he would, that's what he would be interested in. As for Jeff Neal, uh, it's, it's an interesting proposition because he did have those, those medical issues earlier in the year where he may want to take a little bit of a layoff after this. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but uh, there's, there's plenty of options for him. And Stephen Thompson against Jorge Mosvidal, I want that, and I want it now. I do want it now. All right, so
0: UFC confirms fight week schedule. Three fights, three fight cards in one week. 16, Holloway versus Cater. The 20th, uh, Edwards versus uh, Shemaev. And the, 20, in the 23rd, which is McGregor versus Poirier. I can't wait. It's four weeks away, I think. But, hey, I can't be more excited. I'm fired up for it. All right. A um, couple of uh I know Nunes versus uh, – Megan Anderson um, is what is it? Scheduled for March, and Durham versus Off in April. Uh, what do you have? Do you have any news? Israel Sonia got
1: his purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu.
0: Oh yeah, we, we that was two weeks ago, I think. <laughs> yeah, we we forgot we forgot to uh, we forgot to talk about that. Hey, he got it. He got it. Good for him, right. man. And then. Uh, Apparently, Greg Jackson is considering a congressional run in New Mexico. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, that's.
0: I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, did you did you hear about uh, Tito Ortiz's uh, first city council meeting? Do I want to? Um. Apparently, it was a train wreck. I'm sure it
1: was. I'm sure it was too. I'm sure, it was. He got elected because he's anti mask, so yeah,
0: a <laughs> lot. I mean, let's be, I don't get what they were expecting when they uh,
1: it's Orange County, California, man. No one like, knows what to expect,
0: yeah. I don't know. I apparently it's on YouTube, so I'll probably we need we should probably just do a review of that. I mean, if it's 20 minutes, I'd be, I'd be down to review.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'd be, uh, Hold on,
0: let me see. If, uh, I mean, I'm curious. If it's like 20 minutes, I'd, that'd actually be pretty fun to do. Um, I, n- no, uh, but there's videos of him getting roasted at his city council meeting. So, yep, I'm down to watch it. <laughs> All right, you got anything else?
1: I do not, my friend. Nor do
0: I. All right. Well, we'll probably catch you guys for a year-end review. And then I think we're going to take a break. <laughs> I've been we, – yeah, we've been cranking these out, I think, five I, for five months. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we, we just need to take a break, relax, and then we'll be back in full force next year. But after our year-end review, we'll, we'll be chilling for a few weeks. But we'll be back. No worries. All right, Daniel, thanks for coming back on and we and we will see you later